Tugach. Hey, hey, you over there. You think you can just waltz in here asking for rents? You take a seat there, jerky. Come on, what does this look like? Free mystery clinic? <laughs> you got the uh, itching mystery problem there? I tell you what you got is nerves, kid. <laughs> you got nerves. Hey, you got, you got big balls, and I respect that. Good for you, kid. Good for you. <laughs> You've uh, stumbled into the, the Blurry Photos free clinic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. What's up? I'm David Flora. I'm Dave Stecco. This is Blurry Photos. Good to have you with us. Uh-huh. Very We've exciting. Got a fun episode for you. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode is risen indeed. <laughs> is it? <laughs> we took three days off. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> We're coming back to you. Uh, let's see if we can put this mystery back in the ground. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about Easter. Yeah. Do you know, all yeah, about it. We, we like to make sure that if there's a, a uh, pertinent holiday, mm-hmm. we'll explore that. But it occurs to me that um, next year, like once we run through a full 365, <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> uh, 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 clip show. <laughs> Halloween's still weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do next year, but for now, for the for time now, being, we the the hopper is full. Yeah, we're, we're just gonna be shooting these paintballs of knowledge at you. <laughs> that was <laughs> much like a paintball gun, cumbersome. <laughs> yeah, fails a lot. Yeah, so so Easter. We're going to tell you all about uh, the origins uh, of Easter, where it comes from, the where the popular customs come from. Yep. Everything yep. from the bunny, the eggs, the hot cross buns. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the scrambled every, eggs. To the scrambled eggs. Uh, we're going to try to track that down. Just me? You you, you and your Pop-Tarts. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll, see, we'll see how it connects to uh, modern-day Christianity. Yeah. First fun fact of Easter... A floating holiday. Oh, what does that mean? Yeah, it is not, it's not tacked down to a specific day. No. It's loosey-goosey, <laughs> bobbing and weaving, sticking and moving, floating like a butterfly, stinging like a bee. A bee, a spring bee. Now, what are the rules, Flora? Uh, Easter is a Christian holiday. Yep. It commemorates the resurrection of Jesus Christ from his death. On the Sunday after his crucifixion. Yep, this is uh, this is for the Jesusites. Mm-hmm. It also marks the end of Lent. Yeah, because because February and March, those aren't lame enough months. Let's let's make sure you give up something else during those times. <laughs> Easter itself is the holiest day in the Western Christian calendar. Yep, and is uh, like you said, a movable feast. You and try t- to ambush it. It ain't going to be there. Nope. Oh, no, no. Technically, it falls on the first Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox. Right. I said after a lot in that sentence. Well. Also, uh, just for reference, spring equinox is the same thing as the vernal equinox. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's even day and night. Yep. Approximately. (laughs) Traditionally, this is when you see passion plays, eggs are colored and hidden uh, the Easter Bunny brings candy, and uh, you eat ham and hot cross buns for some people. It's your last chance to like um, create a small horde of, of peeps and those Cadbury eggs that make your teeth hurt when you eat them. Yep, that is true. Gosh, those are so good. Because it's just pure sugar. It's, yeah, it's just sugar paste <laughs> inside a chocolate shell. 
I every like uh, every other year I decide, no, no, I, I can do this. Let me try one of those things. And I take a bite and it's just that where you just hang your mouth open and try to breathe over it because you don't want to <laughs> swallow it. And I'm like, what have I done? It's too much for me. What hath I wrought? And I'm a sweet tooth guy, uh, and and that's just too damn much. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, I like the little hard Cadbury eggs. Oh yeah, the, the Robin's eggs. Yeah, those are awesome. Man, I could I could gorge myself on those and and feel great about it. This week on Candy Chat, <laughs> we're talking about our favorite Easter candies. Now some of them are just too sweet for me. No thanks. Pass them on down the line. I made a peep pie last week. Oh, you are just get out of here. How much fun was that? It was so much fun. Oh, I thought that's... about calling you up and inviting you over, but then I knew you were doing stuff. Oh, that's true. I was just too busy, but that sounds like fun. <laughs> candy <laughs> Candy chat. Candy chat. There, there's your bonus episode. <laughs> That's what next year's is. <laughs> we just make up alternate. <laughs> alternate. You know what, though? For every single holiday, we could do an episode of Candy Chat. That's true. <laughs> You know, we burned uh, ha- Halloween, and that, yeah. that's the uh, that's the biggest candy seller of the year, Easter being second only to Halloween. So yeah. Candy Chat is coming up, you guys. Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. Christmas. <laughs> I not, mean, not so much Thanksgiving. I guess that's a savory holiday. Ew. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Gravy Log. <laughs> this week on Gravy Log... Whoa, we're talking uh, Thanksgiving gravy. You guys like brown or white gravy? Yeah, we got turkey gravy. We got uh, got the the, the kind of gravy you get with your sausage and biscuits. uh, It's a creamy white gravy. (laughs) (laughs) We will never do gravy log. But candy chat, don't, don't write that one off just yet. Easter begins with the tradition of celebrating the spring equinox uh, at the end of winter, which, uh, you know... All intents and purposes, that's the dead season. Yep. And uh, it symbolizes the importance of fertility and reproduction and the rebirth of life. The uh, That's the tradition of celebrating all that junk in the springtime. Uh, can we get a, a kind of like a soul sounds of the 70s, sexy Barry White reproductive rights of spring sound? I'll, I'll, I'll rehash that thing I used in the... Uh, the ghost story episode. You could probably just still use the the spring heel jack slap because it's going, going. <laughs> There's some subtext there. Some I'll, I'll I'll try the I'll try the sexy stuff and I'll say okay. this again. All right. All right. It symbolizes the importance of fertility and reproduction and the rebirth of life. Oh baby, yeah. I've been waiting all winter. Get that fertility flowing. Just wrapping up in blankets. I spent the last 40 days giving up thinking about you. Oh, but that's all over now. I cheated, though. Don't tell Jesus. <laughs> we finally did it, baby. We made it through Lent together. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> uh, perhaps the earliest reference to such a holiday uh, comes from Babylon, circa 2400 BCE. In the city of Ur, there was a celebration dedicated to the moon and spring equinox in around March and April. There's also the belief that Judaism derived spring celebrations of the Feast of Weeks and Passover, partly from the Babylonian holiday due to the fact that so many Jews uh, were being held captive by the Babylonian Empire at the time. And they just kind of were like, well, you know, we used to do this all the time. I didn't hate it. Yeah. 
I think so. Yeah, it it kind of uh, meshed into their traditions, and and I also think that there's a there's a there's so many religions that have a a a rite of spring that it's, it was an important part. I mean, no matter where you are or who you worship, the end of winter and the and the the start of spring that's that's a big transition. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you're gonna get that. You know, you're gonna see everyone doing something. There's yeah. A, like if there was a day every year that a volcano erupted. Everyone on the planet would have a volcano day. Yeah. I wish there was. Oh, man. Too late for supposition. The time for wish discussion has passed. <laughs> that was last episode. You had your chance and you blew it, asshole. <laughs> One key aspect that many of the spring religious festivals had with each other uh, was the death and rebirth of a god at that time of the year. Some of the names of the the gods that you might hear associated with this would be Attis, Osiris, Orpheus, Dionysus, Dialysis, Tammuz, and uh, Mithra. Shamus. Some of those are are pretty familiar, huh? Mothra. (laughs) Yeah, some of those are pretty familiar. Now, etymologically, the name Easter has been traced to a couple of sources. Mm -hmm. Some correctly, some not smutch. Not much. Contemporary paganism celebrates a festival called Ostara, derived from the Anglo-Saxon lunar goddess Yostra. Mm-hmm. Another name for the, for that god in some parts was Ostara, so that's kind of a direct <laughs> yeah. derivation of that. But anyway, the name ultimately is a, a variation on other prominent goddesses of ancient times, including Ishtar, Astarte, or Isis. Yep, yep, and we're gonna come. We're gonna come back around on that because I mean, if you if you think that's the last you've heard of Ishtar, then you're wrong. You're just wrong, you're, and, you're and wrong. shame on you. Why? Why even think? And we're not discussing the Dustin Hoffman famous as being the worst movie ever made movie. I haven't seen it. Nobody has. Good. Eostra was a, a goddess of the dawn and fertility, and if that name sounds sort of familiar, good. Here's a hint. We derive the term estrogen from that. Oh, there are so there are a couple ways that o. there are a couple yeah there are a couple ways that uh, that name is pronounced. Uh, some some uh, cultures pronounce it Esther. Yeah, even though it's spelled E O S T R E. Yeah, but but it's got the the line over the E, so <laughs> you know what that means. Eostra's feast day was held on the first full moon after the vernal equinox. Hmm, sound familiar? Mm, just a little bit. So here is, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you a couple of quick stories based on these goddesses that we named. Uh, and you, they're, they're pretty interesting because these are basically laying the foundation for uh, what modern Christians celebrate or observe every Easter. Let me just let me just back the truck up over that um, when you heard something go thump thump under the tires. This is the <laughs> oh no the Easter money. This you is this is where it. we just claimed. Here are the other religions that are the foundation for the religion that happens to be popular now. Well, <laughs> we're gonna get killed by a guy <laughs> who doesn't believe in abortion. <laughs> Death by irony. <laughs> oh. I, I mean, part of the reason that I wanted to do an Easter uh, podcast, a podcast all about what what Easter truly because you just comes love from. on people with faith. I, 
<laughs> I love uh, finding out the the truth behind some of this stuff. No, it is it is super interesting, and and I will never deny anyone their faith. I was a person of of faith myself for a long time. I, I would even still say that I am, but you know, like it, it, it's not difficult to see where there's a timeline here and where where one region's beliefs influence another region's mm-hmm. beliefs and these are worth looking into these are interesting things true it doesn't erode it doesn't uh otherwise damage the validity of your beliefs but it we are organisms that have all been hanging around each other for a long time <laughs> it's 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 asinine to think that the babylonians didn't you know somehow intermingle with the greeks and Ryan, you Ryan. know like and there's so i like that thank you very much david flora oh you're you're welcome yeah, it, it, it's not that I'm trying to say either that, oh, you're wrong in what you believe, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> uh, what I'm trying to say is... He's writing on a dry erase board right now, but I am. That's what he's... <laughs> no, we don't have a dry erase board. We don't have the budget for that. Yeah, but I, I just, uh, uh, I think it's important to know where your beliefs come from. Because, you know, this stuff wasn't wasn't taught to me. I went to uh, church for a, a while growing up. You know, I've got a solid foundation in uh, in religious in, beliefs. In, in religious attendance. <laughs> um, but just uh, coming across this stuff, it's interesting. And I think... Uh, Agreed. The more knowledge that's out there yeah. about it, uh, the the better. And if... At this point, if you you know if you're a fervent believer in in the Christianity, then you'll you might find this interesting and yeah. say, yeah, um, great. Now I know where it comes from. I'm still gonna um, yeah explore go, it, go agree it. with it or disagree with it. But it's it's good to know and then say, oh well, I think that David Flora was kind of wrong about that because of this, and I know Greek because we don't. Right. Or maybe David Flora made a really good point there. I wish Dave Stecco would swear less. Yeah. Or uh, and man. when are they going to do that candy chat? That sounded awesome. <laughs> or you might not say anything. You might just sharpen your knives. Yeah, yeah. You do it with a knife if you mean it. <laughs> How personal. All right. So <laughs> let's get back on the train now that we've stopped and gotten some coffee. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> we just jumped off the train for a while. <laughs> All right. Back on board. We had a layover in Atlanta. Yeah. Hope everyone enjoyed it. So let me tell you the story of Ishtar and Tammuz. So this come, goes all the way back to uh, pretty much the first recorded history that we have. Uh, Tammuz was the son of the sun god Baal mm-hmm. and a consort of Ishtar, who uh, was called the Queen of Heaven. One day while hunting, he was killed by a boar. He's, he's like Robert Perry. Yeah. 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 That was we'll, a good call. We'll, we'll pull that nerd card on but this But That's the noise noise my brain makes when I'm talking about nerd stuff. Ishtar told their worshippers that Tammuz had ascended to heaven to be with his father, and they would be with the people as father, son, and sacred flame, or spirit. Mm. Weird, huh? That smells a little Trinidesque. Trinity-ish. Trinity-ish. Tammuz was killed around the winter solstice, and Ishtar traveled to the underworld to resurrect him, which took about three months. When she got there, uh, Tammuz came back to life, and with him, the vegetation and the life, for he was also a uh, god of, of vegetation growth, things like that, agriculture. In observance, worshippers held a 40-day period prior to the equinox where they could eat no meat, and they meditated All right. for a while. 
stories like this are similar in uh, many of the ancient cultures, uh, and most notably one that's that's a lot like that is the story of Isis and Osiris in Egypt. Uh, so that's cool. I've got another version of it. Okay. That is still, it's still Sumerian, but this version, uh, the names are changed, but the problems are the same. Ishtar is called Inanna in this one, and Temuz is called Dumuzi. What? That's that's what the dude's name was. Right. And actually, I mean, Dumuzi and Temuz, pretty pretty similar. Okay. So in this one, uh, Dumuzi dies, and Inanna uh, mourns the loss. Mm-hmm. She descends into the underworld after him and has to pass through seven gates, and she must leave an article of clothing behind at each gate until she's completely naked and humbled when she gets through the, the seventh gate. Now, once she's through there, she faces her sister, Erishkigal, the ruler of the underworld. Erishkigal was angered uh, that she came down there, and she killed Inanna and hung her up on a stake. And with the help from another god, Inanna was resurrected after three days and nights. And for conquering death, Inanna was worshipped as the queen of heaven. So, that's got some aspects in it that are that are familiar as well. Yeah, that's pretty ish tartacular. <laughs> but uh isn't it uh, isn't it funny how how these uh, stories they they come from all over the place but they all kind of share similarities yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you've got this the same thematic uh content you have uh and to some degrees just a swapping of names yep. but but the the story largely remains the same. And it, it, it's actually very interesting that this is like the, the, the these these some of the oldest documented religions that we that we understand well, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they don't directly sound like what we're used to. Right, right. There's there's definitely there's definitely, and I'm looking forward to getting to this point where there's this changeover in in the narrative. There's no direct descent into hell. There's no, mm-hmm. you know, those things that that change over when you get to the the more uh, the, the the Christian story of of Easter of the, of the resurrection. Right, I, and that we've seen that happen before uh, in some of the things that we talked about where. Religions take on the the pagan traditions and customs and practices and say, "Hey, you guys like uh, celebrating this stuff? Uh, that's funny. Jesus likes this too." Yeah, yeah. The you Catholic Church was exceptionally good at that. Mm-hmm. I, I lived in Ecuador for a little while, and I got to go to this uh, cathedral in uh, the capital Quito, and it is this cathedral is super old, hmm. and uh, I believe I mean it goes back to the 1600s, and you could you could see. On the walls, the uh, the sun god uh, glyphs. Hmm. Again, this 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 habit of incorporating local religions and mm-hmm. in, in saying, "Oh, oh, well, no, you guys. I mean, you guys got part of the story. I mean, yeah, the sun's important, but but let me tell you the whole deal. You right. know, like that 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 in- inclusion and and conversion by inclusion. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's it was it's really it's an interesting thing and is. You know, in in the, the more scientific term of a meme, not like an internet meme, but like a of a of an idea as an organism, that is a that is a hell of an advantage to have. Yeah, when you have that ability to to uh, subsume a culture and just sort of slowly turn it over time by saying, "Oh no, yeah, we're we're okay with that. Bring that in." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and and using that to 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 foster your own belief system, and that's. That's a heck of a trick. Yeah. It's a very effective one, as every single subjugated culture can tell you. <laughs> or they can't because they're subjugated. 
they by the time they can tell you, they don't know they can tell you. Right. It's uh yeah, it osmoses the the beliefs into each other. Yeah. Uh so that's uh, that's some of the history kind of 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 Easter and and like we said where the where the name came from, the Eoster, uh the the goddess of the dawn and fertility, things like that. The Anglo-Saxons, you know, the, down down through the ages, it wasn't uh, a stretch to come up with with Easter from Yoster or Esther anything like that. Let's talk about some of the um, customs and traditions that go on around the Easter holiday season. Yep. And go through where some of those come from because I don't remember uh, bunnies laying eggs in the Bible. Oh, a lot it, of people uh, a lot of people You don't remember Jesus fighting a dragon either. That's true. <laughs> You guys, we're going to get t-shirts soon. <laughs> it's going to be so sweet. <laughs> so let's start out with uh, the big one. The big old number one. Yeah, hit it. Player. The Easter Bunny. I think, wait, I think that we absolutely can use the Spring Hill Jack sound. The Jack, the Spring Hill Jack slap. Oh? Except for instead of a slap, it's, I don't know. What's the sound of a of an egg being given? <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. eggs <laughs> what so so you gotta you gotta you gotta phrase it up you it's gotta be a title oh okay oh man well okay then we can't have a spring heel jack slap but i think we can i think we can work this out uh let's have um Cottontail, egg egg handing, egg giving outing, Easter not slap. <laughs> that, thank you for making the sound way better than me trying to describe the sound. <laughs> it was like I was like I was suddenly uh, English as a second language and drunk. <laughs> It took longer to put that sound together than it did to put the episode together. <laughs> well, we all appreciate it. Uh, so the Easter Bunny, let me tell you another story here. Okay. Stories are fun. Uh, one year, the goddess Ostara arrived late for spring and saw a bird whose wings had been frozen by the as-yet-unthawed snow. What? Taking uh, pity on it since it was her fault, Ostara turned him into a hare and gave him super speed to protect him from hunters. Nice! Yeah. In remembrance of his earlier bird form, she gave him the ability to lay eggs in all colors of the rainbow, but only one day a year. Hmm. What? what how do you come up with that? Well, listen, uh, I know that you were a bird and now you're a rabbit. But I gotta, I mean, I gotta try to make this right, right? I mean, we gotta acknowledge that you were once a bird, and there's no better way I know of than, than having you poop out eggs. Only one, one day a year, though. And the, also, the eggs are very colorful. The, the, everyone will know it was you that did it. You're the only egg-pooping rabbit. If you got turned into a dog, you, Dave Stecco, if you got turned into a dog... Okay. Wouldn't you want at least one day a year where you could just drink as much beer as you wanted? Every a dog can drink beer every day. That's a terrible example. Great. <laughs> and also, what is the beer all the colors of the rainbow? Or do I pee all the colors of the rainbow? <gasps> oh my god. 
That would be so great. But the day that I'm allowed to do it has to be in the winter so that I can write my multicolored name in snowbanks everywhere. Oh, my God. And then the children will start to make multicolored snowmen. It'll be like Hawaiian ice comes back in the winter. Yeah, but it's all urine. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. And people will start taking drugs that change the color of their pee to celebrate dogsmas or 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 Dave David and Tide Steck Wayne Stephon Oh man well that makes me sound like a rapper <laughs> Um I I love this well let's let's invent a holiday where you drink as much beer as you want and then you just try to pee in all the colors of the rainbow <laughs> That's, that's what I get for trying to trying to make a no an example. That's a great example because I'm going to look into this. There has to be like some company like that's like, hey, fool your friends, turn their urine purple. All right, let's uh, let's do that. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm I I have. What do- you could just swallow those pellets that you get in the uh, the egg coloring kids. Yeah, but that doesn't change your urine's color. I don't think. I know that there are like antibiotics. There are like actual prescription things that will change the color of your urine, but I don't know if they're available over the counter. OTC. Hmm. Uh, rabbits were natural symbols. <laughs> Moving on. Rabbits were natural symbols of fertility and speed and luck. Yeah. Uh, and fun fact medieval Christians considered them bad because they thought that oh, witches could be turned into them or uh, uh, go around. Witches turn into rabbits and go around and suck the milk out of cows. That's that was one of their beliefs. That's a crazy belief. Well, yeah, you know there's I mean, also there, there's a reason that it was called the Dark Ages. Right? There's also a uh, this thing called the three hair pattern that was used as sort of a trinity depiction and a toupee and, and a toupee. It was it was three rabbits in a circle where they were kind of interlocked and it's oh. and it was found in churches all throughout Europe. Hmm. Boom. Yeah, I don't I mean, usually bring. I don't. I don't uh, yeah, I don't usually bring the hard facts like that. So let's enjoy that. Let's just savor it because everything I have to say from here on out is all crazy town. And next time on Candy Chat, hard <laughs> candy facts. <laughs> also, the you know the fertility and and just uh, having sex a lot and and popping out a bunch of babies right. that was looked down upon by medieval Christians as well. So, yeah, I, it, which is crazy. I mean, like. I mean, Jonathan Colton did a great song of explaining what you do in springtime. Anybody heard the song First of May? Look it up. Do yourself a huge favor why don't, and look it up. Why don't you do them a favor and give us a taste? Oh, uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what? Because I, I pimp you into making so many sound effects. I accept your challenge. All right. <laughs> First of May, first of May, outdoor f***ing starts today. So bring your favorite lady, or at least your favorite lady. Water's not cold, baby, dip in your big toe. Maybe I'll see you in flagrante delicto. Grass below you, sky above. Celebrate spring with a crazy little thing called f***ing outside. Yeah! <laughs> to your face, Flora! I, I just got served, I guess. <laughs> if they weren't expensive, I would mic drop you right now. <laughs> but we just got them, and that is not respectful or careful enough. <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 corner this mongoose. Who is that? Robbie Coltrane? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it was George Clinton. No, Jonathan Colton. Oh, <laughs> if, if you if you are enjoying this podcast, there's no way on earth you God would help not, you if you're enjoying the podcast. You would not. There's no way on earth you would not love Jonathan Colton. Go check him out. He's a great guy. Okay, uh, cool. Let's move on to eggs. Eggs for eggs. Uh, see the East Bunny that we just talked about. Yeah. See also <laughs> multicolored eggs. Obviously, eggs, symbols of uh, fertility and rebirth. Yep, yep. Originally, they were all dyed red. Yeah. For uh, for the uh, uh, lifeblood yeah. symbol. Hunting eggs. Now, that's that's kind of a mystery as to where that got started. But there's a couple sources that uh, it could come from. could come from ritual hare hunts that were practiced by Anglo-Saxons during Ostara, the festival of Ostara. Also could be from the burning times when authorities would apparently use kids to lead them to uh, practitioners of old religion. <laughs> like, <laughs> like six or eight, like seven-year-olds with leashes just all... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got the scent? You got the scent? <laughs> Go find those eggs. Go find those eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and they cut the kids loose and they just swarm the witch over. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, those kids, good individually. Don't let them swarm. <laughs> oh, you know, another another fun fact uh, about eggs. They are the devil's testicles. Well, are they really? I... Uh... I've been putting them in my mouth so much. <laughs> high in protein. Also high in sin. High in sin. No. Um, I mean, cholesterol. There is, there is, and I mean, this should be a shock to no one, but there's a huge backlash against Easter. Um, from who? From Christians. Oh. Who say that, that um, Easter is not uh, canonical. It is not from the Bible. It is uh, a made-up liar's. Uh, festival hmm. it's it's part of satan's plan to to undermine the christian faith and to get people to inadvertently worship him i don't think it is physically possible to inadvertently worship a god <laughs> you are literally in your mind saying who you're worshiping right you know it's it's not like it's not like the mystery machine and the the you know Jesus rips off his mask and it's old man McCreevy saying, thank you for your prayers. <laughs> I did get away with it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of people who are very, very against uh, uh, Christmas, Easter. They say that, you know, because of the, the pagan, the, the parts of the pagan religions that were incorporated. Yeah. Incorporated. Thank you. Uh, into those, uh, those holidays. And so, and I've got, I mean, so many magnificent uh, sources here. And let, I'm going to go straight to the, the most unimpeachable source. And uh, I did this last time, and I loved it so much that it's going to be my regular go-to for factual data. We're going to Yahoo Answers. <laughs> this, is, this is great. Is Easter based on the goddess Ishtar? The best answer chosen by voters. Oh, it's democratic. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh is easter is a pagan holiday honoring the queen of heaven goddess ishtar not a christian holy day um these people really really get into it there's a whole lot of slap fights yeah yeah it's crazy uh pagan i was told that it was based on a german goddess of fertility yeah it's 
people are really, really down on it. I've got uh, uh, my friend Al Perez wants you to know that uh, that it is all, again, uh, it's based on the Babylonian Ishtar, and that we are uh, serving Satan every time we accidentally uh, give them props. Al for- is not technically your real friend. No, he's not. I just wrote the article. <laughs> Bro, Daryl checks in with this. Christians are not following the Most High at all. They don't keep the law and commandments. They don't celebrate the feasts of the Most High. They participate in pagan feasts such as Christmas, Easter, New Year's, St. Valentine's Day. You people don't need to become a Christian. You need to repent of your sins and serve the Most High by reading what he says and to do it. Can I Can I just say something? Yeah, that, please. The, the Feast of New Year's... Usually is a quarter pounder <laughs> of fries. So I don't know, Broham or whatever your name was. Yeah, I, I don't know about the feast of New Year's. I usually I usually get up a, a heaping platter of loneliness <laughs> and chase that down with whatever liquor I find in the house. That's how I celebrate the feast of New Year's. <laughs> Uh, another gentleman wants us to all understand that people must realize that the beast is Rome. And uh, as per Daniel chapter seven and revelation chapter 13, the whole world is uh, worshiping the first beast of Babylon. So (laughs) dude, let's, you should reply to that and be like, Hey, we got a two part apocalypse. Right. That talks all about exactly. I'll I'll set you straight. I think the worst thing we could do is reply to any of these. But you know, uh, that's true. But the the moral of the story is is that there is a huge backlash against uh, Easter uh, and Christmas. You know, and just briefly, that Christmas, Santa, Satan, blah, is boring. <laughs> but it, Easter is what people really get upset about. It's what people are really in this this Ishtar thing, and they they'll just say things They're like, "Oh yeah, no, Ishtar used to be pronounced Easter. That's how you pronounce it. That's not true." Yeah. You know, when I was doing the research for this, it was incredibly hard to sift through the very biased uh, opinions that were exactly what you're talking about in order to find some factual historical information (laughs) on some of this stuff. This is how teamwork works, David Flora, because I was doing the perfect polar opposite. (laughs) I smelled fact and I ran the opposite way. I mean, all I want is the most biased most fervent, frothy-mouthed opinions yeah. that anyone can just all-caps hammer into a forum or a website <laughs> or, or a, a YouTube video comment section. It's good. We get that balance that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like to balance fact with f***ing nuts. That's, that's, those are the two sides, right? Do you, uh, do you have any more uh, egg stories? Nope. We're moving on, then. Let's I mean, get to... Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Was the devil's testicles not enough? I don't know, man. You kept going. <laughs> I guess it wasn't. Yahoo Answers. Was, <laughs> yeah. hey, which which are the devil's testicles that's themselves. That's right. You need to let, you got to let the people choose the facts they want to believe. Uh, let me talk about lilies. Lilies are popular with Easter. Yeah. The floral emblem of Eostra, remember her? Yeah. Whose breast milk caused the first lily to spring forth. Hmm. Mouth sounds. <laughs> It's considered the female cup holding the divine essence of life. Really? Well, it may have a mistaken connection to the flower part sepals, 
which collectively are called the calyx, which actually means husk or wrapping, but is often confused with uh, calyx spelled differently. The first calyx, C-A-L-Y-X, and the second calyx spelled C-A-L-I-X, which means cup or goblet, and is where we get the term chalice. Oh, okay. So there's a little little mistaken uh, connection in there. I hope you guys are really enjoying all the etymology we're getting into on this one. Don't you love it? Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, next on Candy Chat. I'm, that's, I'm making t-shirts for Candy Chat. <laughs> the etymology of sweet tarts. Mm. What's a tart? And where'd <laughs> that name come from? I mean, sweet, that just sells itself. <laughs> Who's the genius that said, I'm going to make some tart in this? Sweet tart. Ain't that redundant? (laughs) Now, a lot of people think that, but you're wrong. You're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, candy chat. (laughs) One more thing with lilies. Sacred to the ancient Canaanite goddess Astarte, who also bore the name Lilith. Also, uh, uh, Astarte went by the name a start. <laughs> just throwing that in there. You're just baiting me, and I'm not going for it. <laughs> now, also historically, uh, lilies are, are a grave flower. They're mm-hmm. they're a very uh, strong odor or scent if you enjoy it. <laughs> People know what odor is. <laughs> well, I mean, odor has a negative connotation because I hate how they smell. Hmm. Uh, but if you like lilies, then it's a scent. Okay, and you're wrong. <laughs> but Easter lilies were often found. Um, they, you know, especially for the you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, as many as six of those, six hundred years, they would keep lilies near the body because you know there was no embalming or anything like that. Makes Decomposition sense. would start, so to sort of mask the odor of, of the the deceased. So lilies were often incorporated in in funerals. Uh, so there's there's a lot of historical huh. precedent for the uh, appearance of the Easter lily. Nice. Did you ever eat ham for Easter? I I mean, man, I don't I don't want to undercut you here, but I never did. We're not a ham family. You're not undercutting me. I, I don't remember what the hell we ate. I, we ate a bunch of candy. Yeah, yeah that. that's all I remember is just chocolate. I mean, I guess I, guess shame. I can see where ham comes into play. But oh, ham. no, brunch. We're a brunching family. Oh, I remember okay. a lot of bacon out of steam trays. A lot of, a lot of French toast. Oh, yeah. A lot of syrup. Mm-hmm. But that really runny syrup because it's so hot. Oh, yeah. It's like water. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Me neither. Ham, not cool for Jews and Muslims. So Christians for the win. <laughs> <laughs> Muslim kryptonite. Pagans uh, would use up the last of their preserved winter meats in the form of, uh, I guess, you know, slain pigs. and Yeah, cured, cured salt cured, pork. Yeah. yeah, and in their spring festival. So whatever they have left in the old smokehouse. Bring uh, it out. Yeah, they'll gnaw, nosh on it. Put it in the steam tray. <laughs> Take it to the omelet station. <laughs> <laughs> it could have, I, I think it maybe could have some ties to Tammuz's death, you know, because he got killed by the boar. Mm, oh, okay. Maybe. I like I that. Know. I, I, that that's just another crossover that I'm I'm throwing in, putting the putting the piece of yarn between those two. Yeah, you want to know a fun fact about boars that I learned today? Okay, true. This is a true fact. I um, hope so. That there is a kind. I of, hate those stupid <laughs> false facts. No, there's a medieval weapon called a boar sword that was used to hunt boars. A lot of people would use uh, spears and stuff because a boar, when it starts to charge, will not stop. Hmm. So if you have a sword and you go to stab it. 
it'll run itself right up the sword and still whoop your ass mm. and then die, but not until it kicks your ass. Sure. So they made these things called boar swords. They were very long, like four foot swords with a cross piece about two feet up so that the boar could only get so high up the sword and then mm. it would hit this cross piece and stop. Cool. How amazing is that? Yeah, well, it's utilitarian for sure. Yeah, I didn't think I'd get to say that today because I just learned it. But <laughs> Boars. Boars. Thanks, podcasts. <laughs> so that's ham. Uh, there are... Did you ever get uh, gifts as a kid for you Easter? You know it. Do you know I still remember my favorite Easter basket gift? What? Because we didn't go too crazy. Uh, you just got like one little thing in an Easter basket. Sure. Um, I had two favorite things. One year I got Yoda, the Yoda Star Wars action figure. Mm-hmm. And another year, I got Roadblock, mm. G.I. Joe Roadblock. <laughs> and that was awesome. Uh, I think my favorite gift, Babe, the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. That'll do, pig. That'll do, pig. I watched the hell out of that movie. <laughs> Did it make you feel bad about the ham? We didn't eat ham. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, no. Sweet. When we... <laughs> that would be particularly cruel of your yeah. parents. Here's your movie. Now, you just watch that while we get lunch ready. <laughs> slice. Slice. Um, so, oh, God. How am I not going to do that to my kids? <laughs> Pig roast. Man, that's just awful. You can't do that to kids. Well, you can do what you want. <laughs> you can make them take you to witches if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Some pagans gave gifts and food to kids in honor of having a good planting season coming up. Okay. Good good crops and all that. And to show the gods that the kids were growing strong and important. Um, that's sympathetic magic. It's you, you imitate what you want to happen so that in the future it happens. All so right. if you want your kids to, to eat and be healthy and be well, you feed them. Right? That's that's Is that that's magic? It. It's sympathetic magic is what, what the term is. My car is magical. I want it to go far, so I put gasoline in it. That encourages gods to make more gasoline available to put in my car. You're a true Sumerian. <laughs> that's not that's, that's the worst magic on earth. <laughs> uh, how about this one? Hot cross buns. Okay. I forgot all about that until you brought it up. Did you ever have them? Um, no. I didn't. I, I, I knew the... the like very easy song that you learn when you're first learning an instrument. Yeah, the recorder. I'm I'm a, I'm a f-ing badass at it. But I've I've never put one in my mouth for sure. Yeah, I. <laughs> Boy, I hope somebody cuts up this podcast and yeah. takes everything out of context. <laughs> they could keep it in context, and we're we're just as damned. All right. <laughs> Apparently, traditional Easter cakes uh, in the Middle Ages and the the cross. That's an easy win for Jesus right there, but comes from Votan's cross and means the cosmic union of male and female. Votan, by the way, oh, we've heard of Votan before. Same same dude as Odin. Mm-hmm. Votan, Odin, Wednesday, <laughs> oh, Odin's day. No, uh, say Odin's day really fast. Odin's day, real fast, real fast. Odin's day. <laughs> It's like you're saying Wednesday really drunk. Wednesday. Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah. It may be even older than that with uh, offerings of of, uh, hot bread to uh, the god Tammuz. Why does the cross come into it? 
just because it's Easter. That they they're saying that's the cosmic union of male female. It's it's the lines intersecting. It, it's the four points of of blah 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 blah. I've gone cross-eyed. Yeah, uh, they they have a reason for all of it. Okay, I'm gonna put that in the pile. I've labeled donkey. Moving on. Okay, <laughs> I ain't buying it, Tamus. That's the, uh, well, I mean, we know it's not a T because cuneiform T. Oh, my God. Is, it looks the, like, did you ever have a screen door? You got a screen door right now. Yeah. If you just take a cross section of that and put it on a piece of paper, that's what the How letter T in cuneiform anything, looks like. We were discussing cuneiform. We had to look it up online. And it is the most ridiculous and dense thing. And I even found like some uh, easier forms of cuneiform. And I found one so easy that E, O, V, L, Z, and V are all the exact same thing. Wow. How lame is that? If your name is Eve, it's just three of the same thing. (laughs) It could also be ooh. Yeah, if your name is Lex, nope, no thanks. It could also be ooh. And if you drive a Volvo, It's just a whole bunch of the same thing. You could drive out. Yeah, we're not impressed. So that's uh, that's that's the traditions I've got uh, for you. One one more little interesting thing that I I found actually just popped up in the uh, um, most reliable of news sources, MSN News. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I thought we've already discussed who's reliable here, and it's Yahoo Answers Answers every time. There was an article that that apparently there's a 1,200-year-old Egyptian text that tells of Pontius Pilate having dinner with Jesus the night before his crucifixion and offering to sacrifice his son in Jesus' place. Also, Jesus was a shapeshifter, according to this article. The article itself is it's not necessarily true. Uh, it's just that some people uh, believed it at the time. Whoever wrote it believed it, and there were, you know... People in Egypt that that believed it, and it was owned by the incredible son of a bitch, John Pierpoint Morgan. Oh, do you know in his private collection when it was donated? That's what they found. Do you know who else is shapeshifters? Reptilians. Mm-hmm. So we broke the story. JC reptilian. Sorry, guys. Yep, living in a hollow earth, probably dr- driving around on a hovercraft. What else you got? You got anything else? Well, you know what? Oh, no, I, I can't help it. Okay, so I'm looking at Godlike Productions Forum, uh, the Easter conspiracy, what the church is not telling you, uh, for the most part, that uh, Easter is actually a pagan religion and that you're being duped into worshiping Satan. And so this guy, you know, he's like, hey, I want you to know that, you know, you if you're a true Christian, you need to not worship that. You know, there's, there's a problem here. So this guy, he's got the inside track okay. on, on Christianity. He's, he's, he's a true believer. He sees past the distractions the lies, the illusions, the bear traps that would otherwise incarcerate a man's soul for all eternity. This man sees the true path. He's got one eye on the Bible and the other on the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And he will keep marching forward until mm-hmm. those pearly gates, until all of eternity and worshipful joy are with him and the living, loving Lord our God. That's right. However, he does want everyone to know that March 20th, 2012 will be Quetzalcoatl's return and we'll be back with our beloved Enki. Whoops, Whoops a daisy. daisy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love crazy. I love it. Inky is actually a Sumerian god, right? Uh, yeah. One of the Anunnaki, I think. Yep. Hmm. So that's a special kind of crazy to uh, 
wait a to minute. marry uh, Quetzalcoatl and and the uh, Anunnaki. Whoa, 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 whoa! What if he's not crazy? What if he's hedging his bets? He's, he's just covering whatever yeah, he can. I mean, this guy's. You should see his posts on the 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 Kabbalah network. I mean, this guy's really covering all the bases. <laughs> oh, I like this guy. Well, good on him. That's Easter in a red dyed nutshell. Yeah, in the nutshell, the the nut is actually an egg. So, uh, so there you go. Tell your friends. I got a I got a basket here for you, straight from the Easter Bunny. Himself. Oh God, please! I want some Easter treats. The treats. Yep. Are in the form of puns. Oh, sweet Easter puns. Are you the Easter punny? That counts as one. That counts as one. That counts as one. You don't get it for free because we crossed the threshold into the pun zone when I said that. All right. All right. Suck it. So you went first. I just went. I just went with the Easter punny. Brings delicious pun treats for boys and girls. (laughs) Easter bunny bouncing egg sound. I truncated it for the int- in the interest of time. Is that the same one as the last one? Yeah. Okay, great. All right, I'll go then, mm-hmm. since you've already mm-hmm. snuck one in there. You hid that one, you know. Uh, I got a children's show where uh, a little blue bunny goes around, and uh, they solve mysteries, and, and you get to have fun and, and learn stuff as a kid. It's called Tamu's Clues. <laughs> oh, that's really good. That is That is really, really solid. All right. See what what we forget about. I got this. Are you ready for this? Yeah. yeah. What we forget about with Easter is that there's two sides of this, and uh, the International Pagan Council is fairly upset that they they feel like their holiday has been stolen by Christianity, and so they've they've pooled their money, and they've decided to 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 reclaim Ishtar, uh, and to do that they've employed one of the most popular bands on the earth, the Black Eyed Peas, who have uh, re-recorded a song. And we'll be releasing it for free on iTunes. Let's get Ishtarded in here. <laughs> Let's get Ishtarded in here. Let's get Ishtarded in here. I just raised the roof into the mic stand. Sorry about that. That's two songs out of me tonight. Wow. You're lucky. You're oh. welcome. Oh, man. This one. This one's playing right on the heels of that. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad I got to Ishtar first. It's an Italian shop for race car drivers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The guys that own it are Italian. It's called Astarte Your Engines. Oh, <laughs> all right. From the goddess Astarte. Oh, I like that one a lot. Okay, I got I got another one. Oh goodness. Yeah. You just pummel with me with puns anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, the key is just to just to beat you down with the sheer weight of them. <laughs> no, the Easter punny it doesn't count. I wanted it to when I was scared that I didn't have any, but now I have. Now I got some bullets in the clip. All right. This this pun this pun is for our true listeners, okay? Because I'm bringing it back. It turns out that I'm mildly clairvoyant. Oh. And um, I have been uh, channeling a lot lately, and it turns out that, that I... That explains all the muslin covered in butter around. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> I've been channeling, uh, and I have now been welcomed as a member of uh, Ishtar Command. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. from way back. Yeah, you're getting a lot of miles out of yeah. Ishtar. There. Yeah, I really am. Really am. Really laying on the Ishtar. Uh, to anyone who wants to be disappointed, go back and listen to our, uh, Channel. our channeling episode, and that pun will, will make so much sense, and you'll be like, mm, I'm so glad I did all that work for that. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, it's just 
that's it. That's all we've got because, you know, we're the only people that like to do puns, David. And that hurts me emotionally right here in my heart. And so I guess, I guess thanks for nothing. I guess no one else cares. So I guess that's the end of the podcast. Wait, what, what are you, what is, what, what else could you possibly have to say? No, man, there's some stuff hidden in the grass there. Wait, what? Over there by that bush. There's something hidden over there. I, I see it. It's very brightly colored. It's standing out amongst all the green of the grass. You better not be fooling with me, David. David Flora. No. It's an Easter miracle. It's a basket full of puns. <laughs> yeah, man. There's a whole basket of puns oh, delivered to you. By our friend Bob the Painter. Oh, you've resurrected my belief in humanity. <laughs> now roll the stone away and check it. <laughs> we have we have a pun explosion. Oh man, it is. It's my friend Bob. It's a punami. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I like that. Man, we're we're gonna go through some because Bob has been listening voraciously to our episodes. Yeah, he devours them. And, and re-devours them. He's then, got like a four-chambered acoustic stomach like a cow. <laughs> and he regurgitates puns <laughs> from them. Uh, so we're going to go through some uh, some fun ones that, that Bob has sent in. Are you ready for this? Are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be. It's, it's, like, it's like a guy who thought he was going to die and realizing that, no, you're not going to die. You're going to be just fine. Then feeling dumb for thinking he was going to die in the first place. Bob sends us a pun. Uh-huh. From our Mothman episode. Sweet. He's got a new espresso shop in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Nice. I love products. Called Frothman. <laughs> its logo is our coffee may not be that good, but it'll scare the shit out of you. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't drink coffee, but one time I did drink two coffees. It messed me up. <laughs> I always, uh, I get the, the coffee and stay up late, so I get red eyes. Oh, I like you want that. to take the next one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me let me serve this up to myself I, again. Uh, I hope you guys like uh, our Mothman episode because Bob sure as hell did. <laughs> it's a haberdashery shop in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Might be right next door to the Frothman. Could be run by an unlucky cross-eyed man who wets his pants a lot. Uh oh. So just a moment of silence for this poor bastard. <laughs> his shop is called. The Mad Hatter with a weak bladder hanging under a ladder with his rabbit's foot in tatters and his crossbow shattered talking in crazy Mothman chatter incorporated. <laughs> Word jazz. Pop it to ta Pop it to ta Yeah, Bob. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Gosh, that, that actually... That married Mothman and the Superstitions episode. Yeah, really. He, yeah, he stitched it together. Nice, Bob. <laughs> All right, I've got Banshee laundry detergent. This might be for our Ghost Taxonomy or our Legends of Ireland episode. True story. When you hear the wailing, you know the stains are dead. <laughs> nice. It'd be great if it actually did release something that made your your washing machine just. <laughs> I tried to make a wailing sound. It didn't work. Okay. Now, I'm a, I mean, man, this guy drove a dump truck into our living room. And unloaded. Yeah, this is like a clown car puns. of puns. It's a metaphor of puns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
uh, this is a more of a historical. Uh, this is this is an origin story. Okay, this also is, from Bob. Also from Bob Mears. Uh, it's the story of a boy, the son of a clown couple. The couple decide to have a kazoo surgically attached to their son's rectum to help him out in his upcoming career as a clown, since he is always a bit gassy. But the boy decides to follow his dream instead and becomes a world-famous archaeologist, who, from then on, is known as... Diggy Toots! <laughs> and then once the university kicks him out for his kazoo farts, then he just turns to the mean streets where he learns how to rap 8-mile style. <laughs> The music, the moment, no, something. He's Rob Spaghetti. A, spaghetti. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Uh, spaghetti. Uh, all oh. right. All right. That dump truck has a little bit more. Oh, man. A little bit more Is space. This the part where on. they like shake the truck to get the last of that, of the dirt out. <laughs> they play the bass real loud. So <laughs> Pump the bass for Bob Mears. We've got Flying Dutchman Baked Beans. Traveling the ocean of your bowels forever. Oh. Which uh, I would sue that company because everyone knows that Flying Dutchman baked beans do not remain forever. No, as a matter of fact, they take the shortest line they can. <laughs> they ghost right through you. Oh, oh man. Boom! Poo-poo jokes. Oh, we've made it. We've made it. We did it. How on earth do you have time to paint a house <laughs> and write all these amazing puns? I love it. I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm I'm in awe of because I I can't do it. Yeah, but I guess that's how you recognize an artist when they do something you know you're not capable of, and right. you have to respect that. And they do something else on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now this one is a little close to home uh, for our friend Bob. Haint paint. No matter what color you chose, all those haints will love it. <laughs> it's just all pinks and li- lilacs. Haint paint. Haint paint. Don't worry about it. She's not going to jump your shit over it. <laughs> if she don't like it, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got uh, I got a I got one from our Spring Hill Jack episode. Okay. Spring Hill Jack peanut butter. Have a new and improved PBJ. That'll put a little spring in your day and maybe help you grab a little booby. Oh, I do love PBJs and titties. <laughs> if there's two things I could squeeze together, <laughs> I should be PBJ and booby. Oh, sweet, sweet. <laughs> sweet, sweet. That is good. <laughs> okay, uh, now, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the Bob Mears show rolls into its 13th hour. <laughs> We're raising money for Spina Bifida. <laughs> um, okay. We do appreciate these, though. These are great. Yeah, okay. Flora and I had a little discussion about this because Flora is afraid of this pun. Oh, man. But I'm not. I guess I didn't listen to our superstitions episode. Right. And how stupid it is to believe in stuff like that. The Dybbuk clock, making every hour the witching hour. And man, I have to do this because the pun doesn't make sense otherwise. But the Dybbuk box, we may or may not ever cover on this podcast. It is one of those subjects. This is why I literally, every time, if you've ever heard me mention it, and I occasionally will make a Dybbuk box joke, and Flora just goes, I'm the only one that talks about it. Because if you mention this thing, the Dybbuk box, bad things happen. It is a curse. And so Flora will not discuss it. So he's just rolling his eyes right now. 
You've said it like 15 times. <laughs> I'm pulling it onto me. I'm the lightning rod. Yeah, you're the lightning rod. That machine right there that's recording all this that's is true. the capacitor. I've got to deal with the capacitor later. <laughs> that's true. Maybe your fear will inoculate it. But it is a box that is not haunted, but but rather demon-possessed. Mm-hmm. And any mention of it will bring the attention of the demon. Um, I would love to do a Dybbuk Box episode. If you would like to hear more about it, Look it up online. Uh, yeah. It's great. There was even a Sam Raimi movie. That's true. The, yeah. it, has it come out? or I don't know if it has or not. I don't, I don't know either. But uh, maybe I forget what it was. it was. It was either called The Possession or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't... They, they kind of messed with the story, but the original story of the yeah. Dippick Box is terrifying all on its own. We came across it through the podcast Mysterious Universe, which is a yeah. lot of fun to listen to. Oh, man. Those guys are great. They're Australian, so everything they say sounds interesting. Exactly. Interesting and sexy. And like... Well, they claim to have uh, uh, bad stuff happen to them whenever right. they, they bring it up. Uh, wait, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you think those two dudes sound sexy? <laughs> <laughs> Not as sexy as PB&J and Tatis. Oh, sweet Tatis. But uh, yeah, really do. Uh, look up uh, Mysterious Universe. Uh, their Dybbuk Box episode is phenomenal. They got it. They did, they've done a couple of them where, where they've discussed it and told yeah. that story. And, oh. and I've seen it spelled a few ways, but I think it's D-I-B-B-Y-K. Is that, a, work. Is a really popular or D-I-B-B U-K. Look it up. It's interesting. And it does make every hour the witching hour. Um, so sorry, Flora. Maybe we'll never, maybe I'll never convince you to do an episode ourselves on it, but it is really worth looking into. If nothing else, it makes an awesome scare the hell out of your friend's ghost story for a long car ride or for camping trips. Yep. I think the dump truck is, is empty now. Oh, I think, I think it's pulled back God. out of the yard. Yeah. But thank you, Bob, for, for sending those in. <laughs> Light a match on your way out, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He punned it up. Crack I, a window. <laughs> guess what? What? I've got some uh, um, feedback. I We love feedback so much. From a uh, longtime listener. I haven't heard from you in a while, Bahama Mama. Oh. Whoa, oh. whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, Bahama Mama. These last 40 days and 40 nights. I've been feeling the loss. I know we decided we just cool it. Maybe just back it off a little bit for just a little while. But baby, it's like seeing a pie cool on the windowsill. You know how sweet it's going to be. Oh, but you know that pie's going to burn you if you don't wait. Oh, Bahama Mama, the waiting's over. <laughs> and I'm just right here and I got a napkin stuffed into my shirt. You know, I'm like in a cartoon and the, the wavy pie fragrance lines, they're drawing me forward and I'm just hovering towards that sweet, sweet pie. I know exactly the cartoon you're thinking of. <laughs> oh, I am just so excited. Thank you for writing in Bahama Mama. Bahama Mama says, I've decided after hearing your podcast about the gin that I would not ask for anything. Goes back to the old saying, leave well enough alone. But if one genie should appear, I would think I would do as Annie suggested and free it, hoping it would run away. Hmm. Oh, see now, yeah, that I like that. So that's, you, a, that's a defensive wish. I that think. is, that is a defensive wish, unless not all gin have your best interest at heart. Maybe the fact that it's shackled is the only thing that's keeping you from making the soles of your feet into taste buds. <laughs> I don't know if those if if the uh, the palis are uh, oh that that's smart. the worst yeah then you taste them tasting you <laughs> wait would that be kind of like mildly erotic though no it's like making out 
No. I guess making out isn't about tasting. No. I'm uh, not into feet, dude. No, me neither. Thanks, Bahama Mama. I hope that I I really hope that we have like uh, an obsessive fan who's like writing in their notebook, you know, just like ambivalent to feet. <laughs> Flora, no feet underline. <laughs> <laughs> we do. His name's Bob Mears. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make the most gorgeous flesh suit that's ever been made. <laughs> oh, my God. He's going to look so good. Oh. oh, man. Hey, guess who else wrote in? Greg Bach? <gasps> oh, well. <laughs> I didn't well, Greg guess. Bach, um, you know, I don't, want us, I don't want it to make us seem coquettish, but with all the attention we've been getting from Bob Mears, I, I barely had time to spare a thought for you, Mr. Bach. You mm, <laughs> used to be my one and only. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Bahama Mama was always just you. <laughs> You're, you are going to get yourself in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I have a crush on every listener. <laughs> I love everybody. <laughs> so Greg says when genies have a tough day, they kick back with a nice gin and tonic. Oh, you know what? Thank you. Yeah, somebody had to say it. We were all we, waiting. We didn't go for it. Yeah. You yeah. went for it, Greg. You did. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Greg Bach. And and I am very excited. Greg Bach is pleased to announce that his podcast is going online. Is it? Yes. And uh, from the indications, all the episodes, of which I am a guest on one of them. Oh, yeah. you are the more interesting of the two of us, so that makes sense. You were busy that day. Whatever. I didn't even get asked. <laughs> You're a busy man. F*** that shit. <laughs> You, <laughs> f- Greg Bach, f- his podcast. <laughs> you Stugach. You Stugach. <laughs> so uh, it's Uniform Snowflakes is the name of his podcast. He does it with the very talented Kate Parker. Oh, friend of ours. Yeah, she's great and very funny. Um, so please listen to them. I mean, if you're listening to us, I mean, this is people we like that we listen to. And I'm very excited. So yeah, please listen to that. But if you think that's the last we've heard of Greg Bach tonight, you're wrong. Because he's sending us out. With one more. Uno mas at a Greg Bach. Memorial Day weekend. Don't miss the action hit of the summer. Jingo Unchained. The D is silent. Because <laughs> it's a gin. <laughs> I like but that seriously, slant. gin just have missed there. There's no... There's no D. They have what they want. That's true. And what you want. Yeah. They do have what I want. Great. Thank you guys for writing in, man. Yeah. I, I feel, love that. I feel like the, the coffers have been dry on puns and, and writing oh. lately, and you guys just uh, you you guys just hit the lottery for us. I almost pawned our coffers. Thank God I didn't do that. Yeah. We actually do need those. Yeah. We, we use those things all the time now. Now that they're full of pun. So uh, keep <laughs> keep sending us stuff. Go to blurryphotos.org and fill out the contact sheet. Send us a pun of your own. Send us some feedback. Hey, if you, there's something that you want to hear us uh, blab about or yeah. make stupid uh, dialects or accents uh, yeah. over. If you like wearing a retro lingerie, send us a picture. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're a, a Persian Wiccan, uh, send oh, us a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, just send us anything you feel like. A manifesto. Tell us we're idiots. We don't care, man. Do you know what I noticed? I kept saying gins in our last uh, episode. And gin is kind of plural. In right. Itself. Yeah. 
made myself myself sound like a real idiot. Well, you know what you just did is you saved yourself from a trip to the penalty box. Oh, thank God. So good on you. But, uh, yeah, you guys, uh, send us all kinds of stuff if you want. Whatever you want. Check us out on Facebook. Like us on there. Check us out on iTunes. Subscribe. Yep. Rate us. Comment if you want. If you got some time, got a few minutes and want to say, hey, these guys are idiots. Uh, one star. <laughs> uh, you can do that. I mean, mm. we're not going to say no. Yeah, it's, but we, we, it's, we it's actually, America. We literally can't say no. I mean, you can do it. Yeah. We're not an autocracy. We don't sit upon our throne of bone and sinew looking down upon the plebeians, telling them what we'll deign to inform them of. Nay. Nay. No. We're at the bottom of the pyramid serving you. Please shout down to us. Throw us a scrap of food. And on that scrap, write the name of something you'd like to hear about. Then you can follow us on Twitter, blurry underscore photos. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, now we got YouTube, which uh, I need to to keep working on uh, getting... Getting the old podcast episodes up for that, yeah. If, if you like that kind of thing, but Blurry Photos Podcast is uh, is what to search for on YouTube, and you'll find us there. You'll find us everywhere. We're we're getting out there. We're Look trying. in your closet. Hey, big biggest thing to do if you if you want to help us out, tell people to listen to us. Yeah, and send us out there in the world. Don't even ask them. Tell yeah, them. Don't ask them. Just tell them. Hey, you need to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Kick-ass podcast. That's right, man. So I'm Dave, the devil's testicle stecco. <laughs> I'm David. It's actually pronounced Easter. Flora. <laughs> oh, well played. This is why I like working with you. <laughs> and this has been Blurry Photos. Oh boy. <laughs> so bad. Why did the buy hurt so bad? <laughs> Bye for real. Sweetheart, ain't that redundant? <laughs> now, a lot of people think that, but you're wrong. You're wrong. We'll tell you why. You're wrong and you're f***ing dumb. <laughs> I'll add it up to here with your sh- Tabitha. Why don't you maybe do some research about the f***ing candy so we can have us a damn discussion about candy. Jesus Christ, Tabitha. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just so sick of your sh**. You didn't read anything about peeps. <laughs> <laughs> and you were supposed to have five fun facts about M&M's. I could f-ing make up five fun facts about M&M's, but you show up to my house and you didn't bring any tea or any soda, even though it's your turn. <laughs> All right. Well, next up, <laughs> M&M's and how they can really spruce up a party. Candy chat. <laughs> 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 what if every episode of Candy Chat starts out so nice and they get so jacked up on sugar they end up just going at each other? I've had 50 pixie sticks today. And you're a f-ing whore, Tabitha. <laughs> I hate you so much. If Tabitha shows her dirty hate face at that big sale, I swear to God. Oh, you think you're so tough? Come at me, bitch. I've been begging for this. Get your ass off that chair, Tabitha. <laughs> <laughs> well...